Well, this feels a little bit like Christmas morning for us as we talk about what the future, I think, holds, or not just I think, what as a, as a leadership team, as a staff, as a church, what we, what we believe the future of this place is marked by, that for this community, for us as we gather together. There, is a, there was a reality, I think, during the times when we were in home experiences and we're doing all these things and we're separated, that it was like, is it okay to dream dreams with God, right? Is it okay to imagine that, that what could be is, is genuinely better? We, we, we look and we say, so, so what does that actually look like? For us, as we talk about this, there's going to be some really exciting things visually, I think, that we're going to see that will get us excited about the, the future because of the way it represents where we're, where we're heading. But there is a foundation. Theologically, there's a foundation from the word of God, from, from the words that Jesus himself spoke to those early followers to, to say, this is what we should be about. And so as, 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 as creating a foundation for this conversation, there's, um, there's a few passages that are worth us spending some time in. The first is what's known as the great commandment. And this is Jesus talking to a handful of people, describing what it is that, that's the most important things. What is it that if we do nothing else, what's the, what's the greatest thing that we could do? And so he speaks, and he speaks, and the, the question is posed to him, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Right? In some ways, maybe it's done in a way that, that might potentially set up Jesus to, to fail in his answer, depending on how the question is asked. But, but Jesus replies, and he says this profound statement. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. He says, this is the first and the greatest commandment. He says, and the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. He says, all the law all the law and the prophets, all the other things that, that, that create that life that we're talking about, this, this Godward life. He says, all of those things hang on these two things. Love God well and love people well. Right? Love God, love people. He says, the, the mission that's ahead of you is significant. The, the, the task that you're being called to, the, the tensions that you're going to experience, the circumstances you're going to experience, all those things are, are going to cause you to, to wonder if the plan is actually going to, to work. And he says, when, when those times come, when you're wondering what the next step is, when you're trying to figure out what you should do, he says, just remember that what we're called to primarily is to love God well, to be in healthy relationship with him and then to love other people well. So, so if you're not sure what you should do in a particular moment, look at this as the, as the filter saying, what is it that we should do? is to love God and to love people, to love others. And then later, Jesus, in talking to the disciples, now getting ready to send them out on, on this great mission of saying, take all of this to the, to the ends of the earth and, 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 and make this thing from, from just a, a handful of people gathered in one part of the world to a global movement that 2,000 years later and beyond we'll still be talking about that will still be relevant. Jesus gathers the disciples and he says this in, in Matthew 28, what's called the Great Commission. He says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority... And heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And then the promise, and surely, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That the only promise that's made, is, as, as you look at this particular passage as Jesus is speaking, he doesn't promise ideal circumstances. He doesn't even promise necessarily what we might understand as, as fruitfulness. He says, I will be with you. Right? 
Do this thing that I'm calling you to do, even when the mission seems like it's so big that you should go back to the drawing board and come up with your own game plan for how this should work. It says if you, if you love people, and you, or if you love God and you love people, and then you, you go and you make disciples, right? That's the other component of what this is, is that we go and that we make disciples. The make disciples is actually the more emphatic part of this. That's the part that's like, this is the thing you have to do. It's like, it's like go. And when you go, make disciples. And so have an intentional process for what those next steps look like and think through what it means to, to value people, to help people learn to love God and love each other. And then be sent out on their own as they, as they follow hard after what God is calling them to. Ephesians 4, we spent time in it last week as we prepared for our baptisms, that Paul writing to an early church in, in Ephesus, he's writing and saying, so, so, so when you're not sure, what you should do, when, when you're not sure what this is supposed to look like, when the, when the task that's ahead of you and the, and the community seems like it's unfriendly to you and all these things that are happening around you, then what, what should you do? And Paul essentially takes these ideas that Jesus is talking about, these principles for the way that the church should operate, for the way followers of Jesus should operate, and he says, so this is what it looks like for you in Ephesus. And we can lean in and we can listen and say, so that, that then means what, this is what we have to figure out a version of that for us. And Paul has been talking, and he says, so, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Paul takes what Jesus has spoken and doesn't change it. He speaks of the consistency of the call, consistency of, of, of what they're called to do. He says, so, so love well, right? Love God and love each other well. Allow that to be the thing that, that drives you, that compels you, that, that animates you, that, that helps you move forward. But then, but then part of that loving well means that we equip, that we look at people and see where they're at. We look at the giftings that God has placed in them. And we say, so, so how do we help you do more with what God has invested in you? We take seriously the task that it's not just about certain people doing certain things, but it's about the church unleashing and saying, so, so what does it look like for us to, to equip people to do the thing that God has called them to do? And he says, and build up. So all this is happening so that people can be built up and, and, and heading towards maturity in Christ. To love well, to equip, and to build up. For us to say, if we're going to be talking about any kind of future, if we're going to be talking about anything that, that's, that's the, the vision for what the new normal is, for, the, for us to normalize the new normal, has to be bounded by these kinds of ideas that, that what we do can't be complex, can't be something other than what Jesus has called us to do. And what a plain reading of, of Paul as he writes to the, to the church, say, this is what you should be about. Almost 40 years ago, this church was founded on some principles. It was founded on some purpose statements, these, these founding documents that said, this is, these are the words that, that describe what is the, 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 that's the seed of what this would become. So almost 40 years ago, those leaders, those founding leaders of this church wrote that, that this is to be a dynamic church, right? proclaiming the word of God. It says, we purpose to make disciples of Christ by exalting God, encouraging Christians towards spiritual maturity, equipping Christians for ministry and evangelizing the world for Christ, right? To say that what we were always meant to be about, right? Whether that's Jesus speaking to, to his early followers that then is echoing generation upon generation upon generation to us to, to become our calling, then, 
then spoken to the church in Ephesus, then, then described in planning documents at the founding of this particular church that, that we're called to be a place where God is exalted, like what we did this morning as we, as we gather and worship and we sing. There is nothing, there's nothing that's better than God. There's nothing that's more important to us than what God is trying to do in us, that, that we as a people in our very lives, in our very worship, are, are exalting God. But it's not just that we gather for worship, but it's that we do that for the purpose of of encouraging people to take steps in their spiritual journey, to to move forward in spiritual maturity, to become what it is that God has created them to be. And to say, as we do that, right, as we love people well, as we exalt God with the way this community operates, then, then we should be about equipping people to serve in areas where God has invested and called them to serve. So for us to understand what that looks like, then to, that, that means that, that we then evangelize the world for Christ, which means that as we operate in a healthy way, as we do what we're called to do, then, then we become this fragrant expression of God in this community that, that helps other people see God more clearly. When I arrived here a year ago, just over a year ago, actually I guess it's been more than just over a year ago, the time flies when you're in shutdown, right? <laughs> Um, the, um, the, 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 the statement that drove a lot of what we were talking about, in some ways it kind of needed to be dusted off again because it's, it's almost too familiar that we've, we've allowed it to become something that maybe gets marginalized because we don't talk about it enough. But it's this idea that we are called to, to grow in Christ together or to, for Birchridge Community Church to be growing in Christ together. And over the last season of life, as I've looked at that statement and wrestled with and tried to listen to God and say, what is it that, that we're called to be and called to do? What should this community, this church look like moving forward? What does the new normal, because the new normal simply has to be better than what was, because that's the way God works, because God is doing this rebuilding, resetting, restoring moment in the life of this church, that for us to look at that and say, it's not just, well, it is a, it's a statement, but there's these, these three components to it that are that are significant, that we're talking about growing, which is an ongoing thing. It's not just a completed action, but it's that we are, we are about growing, not just growing numerically. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about more services and, and all those things. We're talking about what it looks like for someone to, to grow in connection with this church, that we're about, the, about helping people become more and more and more like what they're called to be in Christ. So then the in Christ piece becomes incredibly important because we're not just growing. We're not just helping people find themselves. We're not just trying to help people be better versions of themselves. We're saying we want to help facilitate this transformational process as, as people become more and more and more like Christ. So this growing in Christ. That same founding document that I spoke of uh, earlier was, uh, was the, the closing statement in that, in that document said that the only thing that's truly beautiful about this church is Jesus, right? This is 40 years ago saying that this is what we're about, that, that there's only one thing, only one person worthy of being exalted. There's only one thing that, that animates and makes this thing beautiful. And so for us to say, so if we're going to grow, right, if we're going to help people grow, then, then we better continue to be about the thing that makes us beautiful, that, that makes this thing a, a beautiful expression of what God is doing in our lives, that, that we're growing in Christ. And we're doing that together, right? That's the part that makes this such a beautiful expression, the, the, this, this time spent. That's part of what made the, the season when we were doing home experiences so painful is because the, we were created for the together part. That part was so difficult. It was like so difficult to, to imagine that we're all still connected when we're watching videos over the internet and all these things that, 
Um, I can remember there were times on uh, Sunday mornings we'd post the home experience and then sit there and it's like, I just want to see people engage with this, right? It's like, there was a like, there's people out there, there's people on the other side of the internet that are actually engaging and worshiping with us, and this is, this is beautiful. And I'm so grateful for those glimpses of together, but what we're talking about really is to really lean into this, to say, we are, we are called to grow in Christ together. As we begin to imagine the future, then, then that has to be a significant part of what we're talking about. And so in order for this to be reality, the growing in Christ together, there are, there are four strategic priorities that we're going to hear a lot about as we begin to talk about what the future holds. There's four strategic priorities that give structure and shape to, to the, the various ministries that we do here at Bertrand. So when we, when we look at doing something, we say, so, so how does it accomplish these four things? What is it that, that we should absolutely be about? keeping it simple, saying, so, so if we do nothing else, if we do these four things on, on the foundation of what God has called us to, driven and compelled by love for Jesus and for each other, then, then we do things like discovery, which means we're creating an environment, creating a place where people can hear clearly the word of God, where we open scripture and we say, we, we care that people learn to love the Bible, God's word preserved for us across generations, that, that we, we want to create a safe environment for, for people to grow in love for Jesus. And so what does that look like? And it's going to take all sorts of different forms as we, as we imagine prayerfully the, the, the future of what this church can be. But for everything that we do, it should be, should be about creating an environment, this safe environment, this effective environment for discovery. Priority two, discipleship. So where there is discovery, there should be follow-through, right? Where there is discovery, there should be next steps. So what does it look like for us to, to be intentional about what those next steps actually are, to, to, to be about the work of helping people hear God speak and then respond in obedience he's calling them to, to facilitate not just the discovery but those next steps as well, that, that we help people become followers of Jesus, to, to, to celebrate the steps of discipleship along the way. And then for those who God is calling to, to help us lead this body, maybe to even go out and launch new expressions of, of the church in other parts of the country or other parts of the world, that, that we do this work of development. So that looks like us looking for who is it that God is raising up? Who is it that God has invested in in this moment where, where they're called to take some responsibility for, for, for what's, what's happening in the life of this church? So to be intentional about this equipping and building up process discovery, discipleship, development, so that deployment, right? So that we, some of us are really familiar with that term. That means that we're, that we're sending out on mission. So there's opportunity for people to not just be developed, for, those, for all of us to, to not just be discipled and, and not just be developed, but to actually put into action what it is that God is calling us to to imagine this, this future where this church is, 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 is so good at, at creating those kinds of safe environments for discovery, that's so intentional about the way we disciple, that, that's so purposeful in the way that we develop people, and that we celebrate the deployment, we celebrate the sending out, the, the, maybe that's internally or externally, we're sending people out or we're, we're raising up new ministry leaders, whatever that looks like, to actually put action to the work that has been done. And so those are our... Those are our strategic priorities. But, but with, with this moment, there is this opportunity for us to, to, to look in a fresh kind of way at even how we look. Right? What is it that, that we do in terms of, or how do we express what God is doing in this church, in the, in the community around us, that, that we show what it is that, um, 
that we're, that, we're, that we're moving toward. And so over the last several months, we have been working through a process as a team looking at saying, so, so maybe along with this, this refresh of, of, of the calling, of the, of the vision for what the new normal is, maybe there's a, a visual change as well. Maybe there's, it's time to rethink the way that we express who we are visually to, to the world around us. And so uh, we, we went through a process with a, with a graphic designer who, who does, uh, specializes in branding work. He happens to be a friend of mine, and he flew up and spent some time with us and helped us understand, first of all, who we are, asked us some hard questions about, the, about what our dreams were, about what we thought God was doing, and, and helped us wrestle well with, with who is it that, that we're actually called to be? What is it that this church should be marked by? And so the, the outcome of that is something that I could not be more excited about visually. It's, it's, it's something that's going to, it doesn't, it's not the future, but it's a visual representation of, of what's next. And what we wanted was something that was unique to us, right? That, that wasn't something that was copied and pasted from anywhere else, that, that was, a, it was a unique expression for us that, that was local, that was something that really could only be an expression of a particular place, of, of this thing that feels familiar because it feels like the place that we are rooted and planted in. And so the work that has been done to, to show all of that with, a, with an eye towards this bold dream for the future comes and culminates in this, in this image of what we, we think is, is a good way for us to express ourselves to the world around us. So we can put that on the screen. You can just take that, ooh, I hear, I like the, yeah. Um, won't that look cool on the sign out front, right? Man, uh, the, the, the river that, that provides a, the, the life and the, the vitality of this community flowing through the middle of it. We have a, a drawn version of Mount Readout that, that inspires us as we look at it, that we can look and we can, we can imagine that, that the, the future, this is something that's, that's bold and speaks of something local, but speaks of this, this beautiful future. The font itself, I mean, Jenny and I have looked at this, and we're like, I just love the letters, right? Is it, if that's like not trying to be weird about it, but it's like, what a cool, what a cool way that, those, uh, that, that, that's, that that's rendered that's both rustic in its own way, that's, um, that's just a, a vibrant, strong kind of way of expressing the, the future here. And then along with that, um, there's going to be lots of ways that this expresses, but I think it would be fun to, to look at um, the way this might play out on the website. Now, before we show what, the, what our kind of idea of the website uh, will be, we're going to be developing an app that's going to help us uh, get content more easily accessible and all those kinds of things that uh, it'll be great. But the, but the website, before we do that, we, we, we're working on getting photos updated. The lady that's on the front of the website, before we put it up and you say, she doesn't come to Birchridge, and maybe, maybe some of us will assume she comes to a different service or something, but... Um, we're going to get pictures like this of this place because we want this to be a local expression, this, this unique kind of thing that, um, that looks like this place. It helps people understand what it is that we're about. But we can look at what it will look like on our website. It's just beautiful, right? Just a beautiful picture of, of, of something that's clean and accessible and um, be a way to, to help people uh, get connected with us in a, in a meaningful kind of way. But with this... And where it gets really fun is, is not just that it's, it's a, a, a refresh of visually for the entire church. It's, it's also a refresh for all the different pieces and components of, of what this looks like for us moving forward. And so I've asked Ginny uh, and I've asked Brent to come up and, and talk about what it looks like moving forward, not just graphically, but, but vision-wise for different ministry areas. And we can get up on the screen here. Um, ooh. <laughs> Yay. Um, 
Birch Ridge kids and Birch Ridge youth to, to have their own fresh expression also of what this could look like as we, as we dream about the future together. So Jeannie, share with us what's going on. Hey, welcome. Hi, everyone. Um, first of all, I've been standing in the back of all three services, and you guys are the most engaged. All the head bobbing, and I'm like, wow, they're really feeling it. And you're the only group that when the logo came up, you were like, ooh. Everybody else, I wanted to be like clapping, and they're just like, so anyway, good job. You're the most awake service, maybe. Second, I'm, I didn't. I'm going to find that lady, and she's going to start coming to this church, because her smile is so great. And Nate keeps saying, she doesn't go here, she will. I'm going to find, I don't know where she's from, but she's moving to Soldatna to come to our church. Um. So Nate has mentioned several times where we were six months ago, um, and I, I know that all of you can remember where you were six months ago because we were all in weirdness. Um, six months ago, I went from being the children's director to a movie director, and it was terrible. It was terrible. So I am so excited to have more and more kids coming every week to feel like normal. Um, and I found myself during my movie director days wishing things would, would go back to normal. Um, but I realized that that's not the direction we're going. And um, we're moving forward, which is way more exciting than back to normal. Um, and so we took the time during less people here, sometimes no people here, to really make some fun new changes in children's ministry. Um, if you haven't explored the rooms where the kids hang out, you should. Um, it's really fun. Downstairs, we have a really fun space for our preschool-age kids. And you can put up all our... Look how cute. I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to stand here and be in awe of it. I've seen it many times now, but it's still so cute. Um, downstairs, uh, our kids age 2 through 5 who are not yet in school um, really are our little explorers. And so their name has changed from We Kids, which... I mean, we, 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 I don't know, it's not, it's a little derogatory, <laughs> we little kids, um, they're now the explorers, and really that is what they're doing down there, um, I have, I'm looking at several of my wee kids teachers, and they're like, they really are exploring, um, we've got like a sand table, and a ball pit, and all this fun, messy stuff, and they're really exploring, um, digging into um, little worship songs for kids, and who they are, and what they're allowed to touch and who they're allowed to touch. And it's just a really fun exploring age. So some of you guys are like, I'm not going down there. It's really fun. You should come check it out. Um, and I love the little nautical theme that Ryan made for us. Um, just so sweet. And upstairs, uh, the kids who have never been named, that their room has been called Discovery Land, but they're just the kids. Um, they are now the Pathfinders. And I love that so much. And I will admit that I kind of hated this process. It's okay. Nate, like, I almost quit over it. I'm like, I can't come up with names. I can't come up with graphic things. Like, I'm not creative. That's not what I do. Um, but he made me. He didn't fire me, and I didn't quit. Um, but when the word Pathfinders came across my screen, I think I was on, like, dictionary or something, looking up all the synonyms for whatever I could figure out. But Pathfinder spoke to me because that's really what the school-age kids are doing upstairs. So kids kindergarten through fifth grade are upstairs with, don't worry, they're not alone right now, my husband. 
the drummer is now watching the children. <laughs> We're going to swap out. He'll be back. I'll be back up. Um, I feel good about it. He has a bunch of kids. He's great. Uh, Noah Kirby's up there helping too. So they're between the two of them. Between the two of them, they'll be fine. <laughs> we trust Noah over Joel. That's okay. Um, anyway, we use a curriculum called Explore the Bible, and the kids up there learn so much through our awesome large group leaders, like the Barlows. Um, so much about God's word and who they are in Christ. And by the time a child has gone K through five upstairs, they will have learned all the books of the Bible, not just by name, but where to find them and what they're about. And, and they're really seeking upstairs. And so I like the term pathfinder because it's in their hands. You know, I'm not like, here's your path. It's like, here's the way. And now they're making that choice. Um, to, to discover as much as they're interested in about God at this age. It's really exciting. Nursery, we don't even have to. Nursery staying the same. It's just the babies. But look at their cute logo with the little paw print. Is that the cutest thing you've ever seen? Um, I just love it. I love how it all works together. I love that the top one looks kind of like a compass um, as they're navigating this. It just, it just flows, and it's great. And thanks for making me do it. <laughs> I hated it. Like, almost as much as making kid videos. <laughs> I hated it. Um, so I will say, though, that as the, the spaces have been filling up with children, the children have returned more rapidly than the volunteers. Um, so here's a picture of our lovely kids' ministry team. Um, I stole all those pictures from Facebook without permission. <laughs> but if it's on your public profile, you don't care, right? Um, <laughs> so um, that is our team, and I will tell you right now that we are lacking about 14 adults. Um, we're lacking about 14 adults to just fill our services, to have adults with kids during service. Um, that doesn't count the midweek things. I've got other volunteers that clean toys and bag snacks and, and do all the behind-the-scenes work um, or schedule other volunteers. Um, but in order for all our services to be filled and no one to be getting burned out, we're lacking about 14 adults. And so the guy in the corner, that might be you. <laughs> right? I'm looking, at all, I'm looking you all deeply in the eyes. We need you. Okay, so... You're only up there because she's up there. <laughs> you were in her picture. <laughs> okay, so close out kid min time. If I could have all of my children's ministry volunteers stand up that are in this space, even if I accidentally forgot to put you on the screen, and I apologize if I did. Stand up. I know who you are, and I'll call you out by name. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking to see who's not standing up. Stand up. Now, Nate's making me do this. Will you please come to the stage? I know, I know. There's a reason you're like downstairs instead of up here. Come on. Nate asked me to have you all come stand up here because he is going to pray over our ministry and its growth. You don't have to talk, I promise. Ha, ha, ha. 
this is fantastic. Um, let's pray. God, I thank you. Oh, man, I thank you for what, what this all looks like for the future. God, the, the, those that you have raised up and called up to, to love our kids so well, uh, to create those kinds of environments where our kids can, can learn to hear about you, can learn to love you, to, to grow into a, a saving knowledge of you. God, I pray that this year would be marked by spiritual progress. God, that we would see kids take hold of of what you have for them at, at, at early stages in life so that, so that their lives can be marked by what you have for them from, from early, early, early on. So God, I thank you for Ginny's leadership. I thank you for the, the, the care that these volunteers are showing, the, the love that they're showing our kids. Uh, God, it is so exciting to think about what could be as we think about this, this really army of volunteers going in and, and helping make disciples of our, of our youngest members of our community. God, thank you for what you have done. God, thank you for, for what the future holds. God, I pray for um, just energy and, and courage and wisdom and conversation that, God, you would give us um, patience as, as we walk with those explorers and pathfinders to, to, to help them come to, to know you better. God, I pray specifically that you would have your way with our, with our Birch Ridge Kids Ministry so that it's better so the, that what comes next is, is better than what is. We pray this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, guys. Let's give them a hand as they go. I really did ask Jeannie to do that. I didn't, I, she, that was not her idea. Um, yeah, thank you. There is so much that is so exciting about, about what the future holds. And so I've asked uh, Brent to come in and talk about what uh, Birchridge youth is going to look like moving forward. And along with that comes also a fresh look. I can't follow Jenny. There's no way. Um, six months ago, she talked about how she was making videos. So was I. They're a little embarrassing, but uh, they are on the youth section of our website. <laughs> if you want to get a good laugh. I shared in that frustration as well. Uh, since we're coming out of this, this pandemic as we're doing, um, youth group looks different. And, some, and min much of that is very purposeful. And it's, and it's amazing to see already what God is doing with that. I want to share some of that with you. And then we'll ask our leaders to stand up too. So, um, but you see behind me this, this, this badge. It looks like a badge, right? It's the badge of courage. It's a badge of honor. Um, there are some mountains on that. I want you to think now real quick about something that you've tried to put out of your mind if you're an adult. And if you're a teenager, then, then you can just think about who you are. So if you're an adult, think about what it was like for you as a teen. Whoa. Okay, some of you don't want to think about it. All right? Um, there's, there's a challenge with becoming a teenager. And one of those reasons is probably the word hormone. Okay? Um, but there's other challenges, too, in developing who you are and figuring out who you are, right, uh, in, in your identity. That's that mountain that we're talking about that you have. There's a, there's a climb there. So if you look at all of our badges or all of our icons, you see, you see the kids starting out in the nursery and the cabin, and then they take that journey through the woods. 
and then they reach the mountain. And we in youth group want the kids to get to that summit, to that peak, right? And so if you follow uh, what we've talked about, the strategy that Nate's presented to us, the four Ds, right? Um, you, you could even look at that mountain and say, those four Ds taking, are, are kind of like ascending that mountain. So that, that first one of discovering, um, for us, we want to provide a safe environment for the youth. What is the one scary thing for a youth? And let's be honest, for us as adults, if you're coming to a church for the first time or to a youth group, it's what? I, I'm going to be judged. I don't want to be judged. And that's part of that safe environment for us as for our youth group is how can we, how can we create that environment to where we're able to meet youth right where they're at, you know, and then they feel accepted right when they come in. Um, then we're going we're gonna, gonna, we're gonna to connect them with uh, a mentor when they come in, a volunteer who's, who's solid in their faith, who can disciple them and challenge them to grow and take those next steps, as Nate's talked about today. And then we're going to ha have them move into small groups, which th where, where their love for each other will be developed, and they'll be able to start praying for each other and sharing their struggles with one another. Um, and this year, that's one of the biggest changes we've made is small groups are now like the top priority of who we are as a youth group. We, we are pouring our funds into the small groups. So it's kind of like small groups coming together to celebrate as a church. That's, that's what our youth is like. And we're really being purposeful in that. Um, and then that summit, what is the summit for youth? Just like it would be for us in our walk, it's launching them into, into service. Um, and seeing that type of a passion as a youth grow. You want to see your kid, right, become in love with God, following after God with all of who they are. Um, and that's what we want to see for the youth in our youth ministry as well. It's, it's really exciting. So, so back behind me, we're going to throw up a picture of all of our leaders. Some of them aren't here with us today. Um, Somewhere in other services, I think one is still out hunting, so. <laughs> but if you are serving in youth, I'd ask you to stand right now. Go ahead and take a stand. Stand up. There you go. We've got, got two in the room with us. These are, these are the risk takers, right? And, and they're here the last service, too, right? So, um, but... Thank you for serving. We're going to ask you to come up, and Nate is going to pray over both all of us here this morning as we launch into a new year for youth. Would you come on up? God, thank you for the, the sacred opportunity we have to invest in the next generation. God, I thank you that um, what happens in the life of this church isn't just about what happens in this room, but what's happening in the next generation as you are seeking to to work in and through their lives too. God, I pray that you would give wisdom to this team. God, that you would give courage to this team. God, that you would give patience to this team in dealing with all the things that come with um, working and investing in youth. But God, more, more than anything, I pray that, that this year for, for Birchridge Youth would be marked by transformation, would be marked by spiritual progress, would be marked by, by students coming to have a saving knowledge of you and then to go through that discipleship journey where we can walk with them and celebrate the steps along the way with them. And I pray that we would see 
youth after youth after youth after youth come to a saving knowledge of you and then go through a discipleship process that leads to and through baptism into, into fruitful ministry and life beyond. God, I know that you can do this. I know that that's what you want for this team. That's what you want for this church. And so I pray that, that we wouldn't get in the way. God, that we'd stay in step with you. And God, that we would see the kind of progress that you dream of for this place. And so we pray this. With excitement and anticipation, we pray this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Let's give them a hand. This is, yeah. <laughs> That's so fun. That's so fun. These are these are good. These are good days. Um, as we as we prepare to uh, to to sing our closing song, have the band come up. But but as we do that, just to, to recognize that there are some major uh, components or some significant things on the way forward. So um, prayer. So be praying for your church as we as we continue to seek the way forward that um, the way forward will be marked by innovation which is prayerful imagination saying god what do you want to do that that wouldn't even come to our thoughts without without you inspiring us um, it's it's marked by involvement right it's us saying so how do we how do we lean in and get involved how do we allow god to use what he's invested in each of us to to make a difference for others in the world around us and so the the phrase that that I put with this idea of involvement is when you're ready, we're ready for you, right? When you're ready to begin to re-engage in being a volunteer, maybe for some of us it's, it's time. We're, we're at a, a level where we're comfortable with that. Um, we're ready for you, which means it may be an opportunity to try something brand new, to, to take a risk and, and try serving in an area that, that you've never tried serving in before. Um, maybe it's an opportunity to, to be an answer to a particular prayer. Uh, so you hear Jenny talking about the, the need for a, a, another number of uh, kids volunteers, or it could be that you see hospitality or, or coffee or one of those areas where it's like, I, I think I want to be part of that because these are some of the pressure points that we're feeling in this moment. Um, maybe the one that's maybe close to my heart right now actually has to do with our technology, uh, the, way that we, uh, the way that we do the, the sound and video and all those kinds of things. There is a consistent tech team you guys can't see it, but I can. Um, our team up there is three of the most adorable human beings that I've ever had the privilege of being the father of, right? <laughs> and they have, for six months, been the tech team for Birchridge. From at first, it was thank you. <laughs> at first, that was just by default because they were the other people in the house while we were trying to do the home experience. So it's like, well, someone has to operate the camera. So sorry, kids, that's what's happening. But they have taken that. And so like what you are hearing this morning, the, the soundboard is being run by my youngest daughter, Olivia. So the, I mean, it's incredible what they're doing up there, uh, video and all those things. But, but I think it's probably time that they don't carry that by themselves, right? Three services a week, all that is, is a lot for uh, for teens, I think we can do better. I think we can figure that piece out. So if you're interested in, in getting involved and helping out, I, I promise it's not as complicated as you think. Um, just write on that Connect card. Just say, I'm, I'm willing to get involved. Let me know what, what you need for me to do. And, and the good news is it's, that we're still in a season where we can blame COVID if things don't go well. So if you come up and it's like, <laughs> look, um, I tried to run sound, but it just, like, I failed. But COVID, right? It's like, you know, 
okay, no problem. We'll find a different spot for you. That's going to be just fine. So let's, let's do it that way, right? Let's just try stuff. Let's, let's um, continue to, <laughs> yeah. um, let's, let's, let's do this thing together. And uh, so as we, as we prepare to, to close in song, we do have a, a little gift for everybody this morning, and it's this very cool, either a window sticker or a water bottle sticker or some sort of thing that like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I have this thought of how cool is it going to be when we're like driving around and we've got these little like window stickers. It's like, that's part of my family, right? That's, this is part of who we are. It is cool, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I've seen a few water bottles from our Thursday night crew. I said, you got to like, swear you to, like, to secrecy. You can put it on your water bottle or on your car, but don't tell anybody what it is yet. Um, so now it's, now it's like full, full freedom to, to express what this is. So on your way out, we're going to be handing these out for you. Um, and it's just a fun, uh, as we talk about the way forward, it's a fun opportunity for us to just do something visually that's fun together. So would you stand with me as we close in song? <laughs>